Time present and time past are both perhaps present in time future, and time future contained in time past. If all time is eternally present, all time is unredeemable. What might have been is an abstraction, remaining a perpetual possibility, only in a world of speculation. What might have been and what has been point to one end, which is always present. Footfalls echo in the memory, down the passage which we did not take, towards the door we never opened, into into the rose garden. My words echo thus in your mind. This is from the first paragraph of Birth of Birth Notion in T. S. Eliot's The Four Quartets. And you are I'm listening to the four hundred and fourth episode of Catching Foxes. 404. That is an error on a website. So, Gomer. Luke, you are so excited. I am literally like... (laughs) I just need you to understand how excited I am about this. You are so excited. I imagined a book from the the book of Revelation. (laughs) You texted me. Like four times right in a row yesterday. Like, you have to watch Loki season two right now. At the very least, you have to read all the Wikipedia articles and then watch the last two episodes of Loki. Abandon your family. Abandon. <laughs> well, so we were throwing a, a party. So our, our two of our kids played basketball and our friend was the coach, Jeff. And so <laughs> so we threw the, the Coke family came over and we had this big old dinner and it went to like 10 o'clock at night. And then so I had to get the kids wind down, had to clean up, send them to bed push play on episode so it's six episodes for the series push play on episode five and fell sound asleep on the couch woke up in the middle of episode six and i was like why is everyone looking like spaghetti and then i fell back asleep (laughs) with my dog on me so that's how i experienced so today i went and i accidentally watched three episodes from the end and i was like oh this is actually much better than the and then i watched the second to last and then i came upstairs by myself and watched the last while my son's and daughters watch football. So what did you think of it? Well, no, no, no. I want to get what you thought of it. Don't talk about me. You're the ex- you're the overwhelming ball of excitement and joy. So, okay, as a whole, let me just let me get this out of the way. There are parts yeah. of, uh parts of season 2 that I thought were a little bit a little bit slow, little little bit weird even parts of this episode. The, the pacing was a little bit odd, but like whatever. I was floored. It did not go where I thought it was going to go. I was ex- expecting it all to be about very Orboros. The end causes causes the beginning. I thought we were going to see kind of like a, a loop kind of thing, which we did to a certain extent, although not at all. And actually, it's, it's that tran- transformed in, in, into glory, but whatever. It just caught me by such surprise. And then like the Christianese of the whole thing, I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my Luke, Loki, my Luki. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call you from now on. My Luki. Go on. What kind of God? Sorry. Are yeah. you? I'm making a note for the other. Okay. Like, it, it was so, I, I, I really want to do a deep dive on, like, who wrote that. I almost want to call up Greg Winskin and be like, I need to talk to you about this. Who are, the, who are these people? I need them on the show. Like, this was so, I was just not expecting, like, such a strong Christian it's not even like a hint. I mean, it is so over. Like it first really hit me. Okay, so let me just kind of kind of s- start here. If you haven't watched, so we're going to talk about the season finale of Loki. If you haven't unwatched it, I encourage you to still listen to this episode. One, sweet, sweet downloads. Two, 
I think this is going to be really interesting. And I think this is, and I think this is going to be very edifying. I just think I'm so excited about this. And if you plan on watching it, I would encourage you to listen to this anyways. I think knowing this going into it could may actually enhance your ex, your experience of it. So I am floored. I'm floored. I, I'm curious to see how it ages. By all accounts, this is the end of Loki as much in terms of the character, as, as much of an end as you can have for comic book films right now. I think it's a beautiful end. I think they did uh, to remove him as a character with as an active character, right? Yeah. This yeah. is a, an excellent send off. Yeah, absolutely. I think it really like actually puts Marvel in a great place with all the stuff with Jonathan Winters if they need to abandon Kang. It kind of gives them the ability to to do that. I I know I've been pretty down on a lot of Marvel stuff during this phase. There's been some stuff I like, a lot of stuff that I don't like. Everyone's aware of what their problems are and what's what's going on. We don't, we don't have to go into any of that though. I have some thoughts. This was such a beautiful end to a wonderful character. And this was a just I just like the Christian themes of this were just like so blatant and just so in front of your face. So it really hit me when he does the he so he quotes this thing from a T.S. Eliot poem. It's from four was it four or th- I believe it's yeah the four, four poems quartets. yeah yeah from from the four from the four quartets. It's from the last one called. I'm going to mispronounce this probably. So if, uh, to my buddy, our, our buddy preached out in Wales, please feel free to tell me if this is wrong. This is called like little getting. That's not weird. So let's kind of go through a little bit of just like what happens. We're not going to hit all the major plot points or anything, but basically what's going on is that you um, uh, have Loki. He's in this thing outside of time and time itself like is collapsing. And it's going to be the end of all of all other things. And he's forced to confront kind of the main bad of this, which is the main bad from Quantum Mania, which as of right now is the main bad of all of the Marvel, all of the Marvel-like films. It's a character named Kang. In this show, he's called He Who Remains. And he's he essentially created what he calls the sacred timeline. And he's like, this is what prevents all out craziness within the multiverse. All of these wars, all of this death. And the one one of the themes of, of, of the show is do you actually have free will? And he like has to argue with his well, like, variant of himself, which is a woman, which he's kind of attracted to, but we'll just skip over that 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 part. <laughs> and she basically makes the argument to him isn't it better to die it's is it okay if all time ends but it ends with people having having freedom as opposed to being trapped in this loop where their actions are and or their perhaps choice is actually an like an illusion and he when he when so then when loki encounters he who remains he gets into this big talk with 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 him and he's basically he's given a choice which is keep the tva going keep keep the sacred timeline going and if and to do that or everything ends and if he doesn't want everything and if he doesn't want everyone to to die he has to kill this like this like woman who's the variant of of him because she's trying to kill he who remains and if she does that 
all of time ends. There's no way that they can stop that. Everything ends. Yeah. And he's thinks he's and he and he's like, I've got to make this horrible choice. How do I make this horrible, horrible choice? And instead, what he does is he basically like taps into his godness. He goes and he holds on to all the time branches. And he holds them and he like um, sits on like uh, on sits on this golden throne that is that is created for for him. And he holds all of these multi so these are all these are all different timelines that have now exploded because they because in last year they did kill he who remains. But he's like in this loop where it's almost like that was that was as like meant to happen so that he would um, see that he who remains has to live in order for time to still exist. And that's why he's like, I have to kill, I have to kill my variant who kills the guy who like holds it all together. Yeah, yeah. So and there's the, don't you think, a little bit weird, a little bit. You think Loki? Wine. So so I I have not been a fan of the Marvel extended universe on on Disney Plus, and so I tried to watch Loki. A lot of people say that Loki is their absolute favorite mm-hmm. of the Marvel stuff that's on there, and I I liked the first couple episodes. I liked the first episode because it was so weird and so different. And then it just, I did not care. I, I want to be careful to not get to it because we can get lost in this very quickly. Right. So, so but anyway, but fair, so, fair, fair so going through season one, did not care about it. So I checked out from all of the Marvel, is, you know, MCU stuff. But the, the thing that people need to understand is that he who remains, which is his title in this, is has, there's this thing called the Time Variant Authority. And the whole thing is the maintenance of the sacred timeline. There's all these branches, all these variants, and they go and they kill variants and they go and they try to fix the timeline. And so they think in, in a certain sense, they think that they're saving reality as such. And kind of like the, the story that is being told about the TVA is there's this great loom that weaves together the branches of the timeline and all this stuff. But in reality, what you find out is, no, it's a failsafe because time will, all the variants will expand infinitely. So, and then it'll be death and destruction and awfulness. So the actual loom that weaves together time preserves this Kang's timeline. And his, what he calls the sacred timeline, is not anything that's actually sacred from any other timeline. It's just his thing where he's in charge of everything and he is the one who remains. And so he tells everyone between me and and any uh, and option B, C, D, or whatever, everything falls apart and every all life is lost, all timelines are destroyed. So it's like so you can either have this, or you can have the death of everything. And so that's the choice that Loki is facing, and he knows that his variant uh, Sylvia will not. She wants to kill him. She wants to end he who remains. But if she does that, then everything falls apart. And so what you see in the last two episodes is Loki trying to find a way out of it. And he goes through literally hundreds and hundreds of years in order to understand everything. So he train, he keeps snapping back in time, 30 minutes, an hour, a week, a month, whatever it is, so that he can learn all there is to learn about astrophysics so that he can do, you know, and he runs through timelines over and over again, like groundhog day, where he knows every little thing. So he's like, nope, turn here. Don't do this. Don't set that down. It'll roll off to go over here. And all of it is because he thinks he's going to finally be able to do what Tony Stark thinks Tony Stark can do, which is if you're laying on the wire and you get off it, your buddy dies. What do you do? Captain America says, and, and Tony in his smug way says, I'd find a way to cut the wire. 
right? Mm-hmm. So the the thing is like, here's an impossible scenario where you have to lay down your life. Tony Stark finally gets it and he snaps his fingers and he gives his life so that everyone can live. So then this is the crescendo of Loki. So all of these things, all these plot points are being forced together. And when Loki ultimately realizes, oh, even me trying to save everything is a part of this guy's plan. Yep. Then something else has to happen. It has to be me that goes into the the thing to try to you know fix the timeline. It can't be this guy. It can't be this variant named Victor Timely. It has to be me. And then he goes, and as he goes, the timeline, you know, the loom is destroyed. All the branches of all the threads that represent whole universes of timelines all become disentangled and they go over and they're dying. Loki touches one and it comes back to life. His green power goes through it, but then he lets it go and it starts to wither again and he does it again and again. And then he realizes he has to grab hold of all the timelines. So you have this mm-hmm. scene where he's walking to where the loom used to be and it's all destroyed. Everything's destroyed and he's grabbing more and more timelines in his hands. And then his green billowing cape becomes timelines and they grab hold and as he walks, he ascends a throne, and he's and as as he's going up to the throne, gold starts to go up there with him, and the throne turns to gold, and he turns and he sits on the throne, and you realize he has now traded his life. He kept her vision, which is let people have their own decisions, even if it's an ultimate destruction of the timeline. Well, like no one, you're, you're wiping out entire people. So he's like, how do I save these people, but also prevent this war? Loki finds the way by himself being the god of time protection or whatever. So he, he essentially like finds the way. A third option. Yeah. Yeah. He finds a way. And what's re- so I'm enthralled with this. And for me, where this really turned was when he's talking with he who remained and he quotes this thing out of the blue. And I was like, what the hell? And it's this beautiful quote from little getting which is the last one in his four quartet and it is right here i'm going to read it for you guys really quick where he says and i quote we die with the dying see they depart and we go with them we are born with the dead see they return and bring us with them and i was like what (laughs) i was just so i was like "What, what what what's happening and then this so this poem i like i so what i like read in the beginning is from the first part of the of it's, it's from burnt norton in the in the four core quartet and it's really interesting when you look at like what is the meaning of like little getting it is an anglican monastery and in the poem it is a place where problems of time and uh Human fall- fallibility are, 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 are like more or like less result. And this episode's all about time, right? And there's a thing that's really interesting. So when like when he goes to grab all of those time branches, those those timelines are dying. And they're almost dead. Or they are dead. And when he like he touches them, they are like brought back to life through his like God power. Mm-hmm. And he sees that they're only going to like stay alive if he holds on to them. So as he starts to walk, and what's cool, what's cool about like season two is they've tapped into a bunch of like callbacks to past, like huge pop 
culture stuff, there's a lot of back to the future, a lot of, of course, I'm, all, I'm only drawing a blank on the other stuff, but like in this episode, right before he is about to go into space, he will, like, he, ha- he has these two doors that are almost shut. And Owen Wilson's character and his variant, I'm uh, sorry, this like, like Lucas variant, they go after him, which is very much like, like Wrath of Khan mm-hmm. type of thing. And he's all like, deliberate, like, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, you're understanding like what's actually happening here. And so he sees that like he has to, he, has to keep these things alive and the t and like the t.s Eliot poem why that's so powerful there's this part i mean i like went through and i underlined tons of stuff i'm really trying to keep this as as like as (laughs) short as i can this is from the fifth i don't know it's not the stands i I forget but where yeah it basically says says this the hint half guessed, the gift half understood is incarnation. Here the impossible union. Here the past and the future are conquered and reconciled. And I was like, ah <laughs> <laughs> like like he is so like one of the things that Loki does that is so incredible. He when he's about to go out into like space to go and basically like save all of these timelines from dying, he says to his variant, like, I now like I now like know the god that I have to be. And then he pauses and he says, For you, for everyone. The way that he paused, I didn't really do it uh do it justice there. He's not he's not talking about how he has to be a God for them. He's talking about what type of God he wants to be. He wants to be a God that is for her, a God that is for, that is for others, which is super Benedict. Like that is so, that is such a huge part of Benedict's theology that Christ is for the other. And we're meant to be for the other. And the way that he said it, which means it was in the script, I would imagine it's implied that it's not about he's going to now he's he's a god who's not going to be a god that's like for for them it's sorry that he wants to be he wants to be for them he's a god that is now going to be for them that's a that's a really key distinction does that make sense yeah yeah i'm not going to be what, what do you think about you? that i'm not going to be like another god for you i'm exactly. for you right mm-hmm. yeah mhm so it's really interesting because whenever he said that in Latin, I said, ooh, pro am, which means for others, right? This under, that's actually the name mm-hmm. of Dave Van Vickle's nonprofit is for others, right? In Latin. And this, this understand, well, pro am technically mean that, but that's the point. It's like this, the Ratzinger defines personhood as if you look into the heart of the Trinity, it is a being for others, right? A being in relation. That's how St. Thomas Aquinas defines it being in relation and you have this these three subsisting relations father son and holy spirit but they are for the other right and Mm -hmm. so when god manifests himself to the world he reveals himself as for other right meaning father what does a father do well he's the eternal father he's eternal fathering and eternal son and the son comes in and he says for the world right for us that christ enters into the world so this pro am right this for him this for the other but it's cool because so in the in the moments leading up to that, she's saying, 
he goes to try to convince Sylvia, his his Loki variant, that's a woman that he loves. He's telling her they're at a bar and they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're drinking bourbon and at a bar and she says, uh, what you know, what do you want? He's like, Why won't you help me? And she's like, Because I'm trying to make a life here. Like, I know I'm here. I'm in this variant. I'm trying to make a life here. And he says, But what about everyone else? What about literally everything else? We can fix this, we can end this. And she he's trying to convince her to join him. And she says, well, he's like, why are you being so selfish? She's like, what? Selfish? Who cares? I'm trying to build a life. And then she says, well, what's the real reason you're doing it? And he goes to, well, to save everyone. Well, to save the TVA. Well, to save. And then it gets to, I want to save my friends because I don't want to be alone. Right? Or I want to save my friends because I don't want to be alone. I said that wrong. And, that's, and she goes, look, you're being selfish too. And he's like, if my friends all know where they belong, where, where does that make me? Where does that leave me? And I think that was that was very interesting because his selfishness is rooted in not wanting to be alone, whereas he in in the first Avengers movie and in you could argue all the Thor movies that he's involved in, he thinks he is singularly better than everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. So he go so he says this, you know, my father sent my brother to Earth and he came back a different man. He cared for other people. I thought that was weakness at the time. And he recognizes, like, the caring for other people is what gives you the strength to take on the burdens, right? The impossible burdens. And so it's funny that it's, it's like, the, the reason why I like this, I thought this was actually really clever writing. Number one, I feel like the people who were a part of the MCU writing team in this were fans of the MCU that they had created, right? They weren't hostile to it. They weren't trying to subvert it. In fact, there are mm-hmm. so many elements in the set design that I was just doing some prep, and while I was in my office, I was packing up stuff for my trip to Bisma or Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, <laughs> I was I had this video playing about like Easter eggs, kind of ca- catching me up, and they were like, "There is so much in here that is tied to the Infinity Rings, that is tied to the Multiverse of Madness, that is tied like these are people who crafted a well-connected story, and they did it with set design." and cgi more than overt like things but if you look at it all of the worst of loki is subverted excuse me is inverted and it becomes the best of loki right so what does he say i'm burdened with glorious purpose see i would actually i would not say it's inverted i'd say it is trans it is transformed sure but it's the it's transformed as like the mere opposite right so he's like 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 i must sit on a throne because i'm better than everyone and now he's like I am choosing to be alone so that mm-hmm. I can save everyone, right? So it's not his, his it's not a self-exaltation. It's I'm choosing this this incredible burden for them, right? Not for myself. So he goes from tyranny to being a good king as it were. Here's here's a quick line from the the first stanza in TS Eliot's like little little, little like getting poem. And what you thought you came for is only a shell, a a husk of meaning from which the purpose breaks only when it is full fulfilled, if at all. Either you had either you had no purpose or the purpose is beyond the end the end you figured and is altered in fulfillment. Is that crazy? Wait, say that again. Say that again. Okay. <clears throat> Get to a get to a fluent place, Luke. Get to a fluent place. <laughs> and what you thought you came for is only 
a shell, a husk of meaning from which the purpose breaks only when it is full, when it is full fulfilled, if at all. Either you had no purpose or the purpose is beyond the end you figured and altered in in fulfillment. Man. Right? And what you thought you came for is only a shell, a husk of meaning. That's exactly mm-hmm. that's that's Loki Avengers one. That's yeah, and and like that's what and like what he and now he's he fully understands that. And he fully because like what he has to do that is so crazy is he has to go to his hell. Yeah. He has to go to hell like how his hell is to be alone. That's what he fears the most. And hell quite often is just is des- is actually described as being as being alone because you're not in communion yeah. with God. Right. Or others. You are completely isolated from like any type of any real type of like unity. So his he has to embrace his cross, embrace the thing he is that he is scared of the most to find a purpose that he could have um, never imagined. And what's so crazy about this is that what they do in the end of this episode is it basically shows how Christianity is like the full is the I don't know if I don't know if this is the right word, but is almost the fulfillment of like all things, but in particularly Norse mythology and Asian spirituality, specifically Japanese spirituality, because two things happen. One is you see how like gold, so like, okay, so this, this will make a ton of sense. I'll just keep it brief. Throughout this whole, a bit of the first, I think it was in the season finale of of the uh, first like, season, and all over the place during this last one is cracks that have a bunch of gold in them. Yeah, and that's a Japanese practice of like you per, of you perfect what is broken, right? Yeah. And that's going. Uh, when he's walking to the throne, that's what the throne is. It's like a, it's a, like a uh, it is a cracked throne because it was it was it was it was the throne of he who remains that was broken, and it's now got all this gold every which I thought was from the book of like Revelation, but then we tried to find that and it's not. So I don't know where I saw that. But then in the end, as he's holding all of the timelines together on his on like on his his own throne they formed what's like a tree and there's actually a term for this tree in in like norse mythology i do not know how to pronounce it it's like a yish i mean it's like three g's <laughs> it's real i'm like i i don't i have no idea how to pronounce it Yidrasl. 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 <laughs> so but it's like like he when he when he chooses to be for the, for for the other, oh, okay, oh, this is what I said. And like when he starts, when he starts to like walk out there, straight out of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which is about to come for Christ. I mean, like he's like becoming transformed, right? Yeah. Like he he starts to walk, and the and his steps are created for him. He's like walking in faith. Yeah. 
to go and like sit on his on his throne to go to like what is to us to like one extent his he's descending into hell which is he's going to be alone but he will be keeping all of time alive it's crazy yeah it's crazy and it's so interesting how in the first like avengers what's the speech that he makes out out to like the out to the german guy and all those people there he goes he calls like freedom i think it is life's big lie Mm -hmm. that's how transformed he is now yeah that he's willing to go to hell in order to in order to preserve all all of existence's freedom <laughs> like it's it's crazy it's the exact opposite of what he his all of his motivations were in the beginning like yeah i am burdened yeah. with glorious purpose and what you thought you came for is only a shell a husk of meaning so he wanted to sit on the throne over earth and that is a shell a husk of meaning compared to sitting on a throne that governs and protects all of time and every timeline in the whole multiverse Mm-hmm. From which the purpose breaks only when it is fulfilled, if at all. Either you had no purpose, or the purpose is beyond the end you figured and is altered in fulfillment. So that's cool. So I, I like that. See, this is the thing. This is what good art does, even if it's an amusement park, right? This is why you we are right to trash bad writing, even in the good things that we love, because things like this, they create layers of meaning that have oh, depth totally. that that can even unintentional like aristotle talks about how poets they're not necessarily wise because they don't even understand the meanings that they're creating sometimes when mm-hmm. you play with these symbols you create you participate in the shared body of knowledge so the writers might have had no intention of making christian metaphors but when you have a god figure who lays down his life for his friends, right, and assumes a throne wherein all of society will be held together, right, by his singular act of self-sacrifice, and you tie that to the hero's journey of, in the beginning, he was the villain because he desired a throne Mm -hmm. of gold, because he wanted to be over everyone, and he said to them that their freedom, that they were born to be slaves, Right, you were born to be ruled. That's part of the German, uh, the thing that he says to the the German guy. Right, like that's why freedom. This is guy life's- knows what I what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. But that turns out he's one of the good ones. <laughs> there are always people like 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 you. Yeah, I love that line. They're all there, uh, you know. And the great line from Loki is that you said right uh, that freedom is a lie. And now he's doing it. Like he even says, like to trying to convince his variant. But like Mobius, she said, Mobius never had a choice to be a part of the 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 TVA. And he's like, but now he does. Now we can give him. And she's like, is it really a choice when you say, here's this life you have with your kids? You're a single dad. You're mm-hmm. a jet. You're a water ski water a jet ski salesman, which is so funny. Uh, you know, they say that the jet ski is the thinking man's dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes, and he, the the question is, she said, or the the thing she says is, and then you show him the timeline and the TVA and and this like fantastical outside of time world. And she's like, is that really even a choice? And so there, it's like an impossible thing. So what? how does it resolve at the end? Mobius, this character, goes through with the tempad, which is fun. And he watches an, a variant play with his sons, play football and go eat dinner. 
And he's like, no, I'm just going to sit here for a time or whatever time pun he uses. And he gets to enjoy that for a moment. And, and so he gets a choice. He's still a part of it, but he gets to experience it. But Loki takes all of that burden onto himself. But and even the TVA is is transformed from having to maintain to a group that's now trying to maintain the tree and and yeah. and fight off all of the he who remains like variants. Yeah. So it, I want to I want to. I got one more sick T S Eliot quote for you. Okay. Well. Okay. Can I just give you one sick T S Eliot? Okay. My pushback. Yeah. This is yep. a famous one. In my beginning is my end. To be restored, our sickness must grow worse. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously about death or the common human sickness. But that, that understanding in the beginning is my end to be restored. Our sickness must grow worse. And that's what happens with Loki. And he's constantly disappointed in his selfishness. And then he becomes selfless. I love it. Well, and because like he knows what he is. Like the yeah. thing about um, Loki that's kind of great is I remember when I saw the first Thor, I was like, oh, he might be a bad. I didn't know anything about the stuff. I was like, he might be a bad guy. And <laughs> I was like, pretty sure. There's something about him that you just kind of like. Oh, the you know, brooding, skinny, dark-haired kid might be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But he has this great quote at the end of Thor. Great quotes, the Thor movie loop. Come on. <laughs> uh, anyways, but like he says, I, I, I uh, could have done it. I could have done it, Father. I, I could have. I could. I could have done it for for um you for all of us. Yeah. Which is fascinating when you compare it to like his line, his line for you for everyone because like it's a total it's a total transformation in the beginning it is coming from a place of like there's goodness in him yeah. it's kind of there he does love his brother he does um, love his family he wants to do good things but he's just he's an he's an egomaniac yeah and he can't get out of his own way so even when he's trying to be good he starts with himself look at all the stuff I could have done it would have been for you it would have been you know for everyone yeah. He, it's it's you know his his um his 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 um his love of people is very disordered <laughs> to say the yeah. least and you um you, you you like said something i don't think you're trying to make up i don't I'm, I'm not trying to like pick issue with what you said but i i will say i think this is 100 percent in intentional i don't think you quote a random T.S. Eliot line when you haven't had any of that stuff in there mm-hmm. in, you know, in the middle of your episode, unless you know exactly where you are going. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to pull out a random T.S. Eliot quote just because imagine these writers in a writing room and they're just Googling interesting quotes about time. time. Hey, here's yeah. one. No, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm just saying even if it were unintentional. When oh, artists okay, play right. with yeah. these things, this is what happens. Like when they're true artists and it's well written and things come together, I, I think it's fascinating how this happens. It's just well, and it's so interesting too, because I was I am going through the brothers Karmazov right now, and Doy Doitievsky has this great line that I have been wrestling with. Actually, there are two in there that I really like, but the one that's like that kind of applies to this is as is it's like as you repent as you love like like if if you want to grow in love you basically have to repent yeah and if you take a look at like how does umloki grow in love he slowly starts to repent so like he's not the same he's not the same loki that we saw in thor ragnarok or in infinity war he's actually not even the same one that we saw in the second thor film he's coming out of uh, the end of Avengers and 
Now he goes through all the emotional stuff that his that his like character goes through by like he watches these like here's what happens to you during your timeline. So like he's able to go through that emotional like journey, and you see him throughout the entire throughout the entire like show. He repents of these things. He says, "This is why I've done this stuff. I feel bad that I did this. I, you know, blah 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 blah." There's a little bit of backpedaling by all of the Marvel people to say that the uh, the Mind Stone was controlling some of his actions in uh, Avengers or whatever. But like, he's able to grow in love because he repents, yeah. and he's able to get to a point where he makes this extreme, like, kind of sacrificial act because he's done so much repenting. Yeah, which is a uh, Dostoevsky's play on the parable, or not the parable, teaching Christ. Where he says, Simon, who uh, to the Pharisees, Simon, who loves more, those who are forgiven much or those who are forgiven little? And it's like, oh, the one who is forgiven much. Right. And so talking about the woman who is, you know, repenting all over mm. Christ's feet with her. It's amazing. Yeah. And so Dostoevsky's playing with that. It's like, yeah, if you repent much, then you can love much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. interesting. I, w- I was reading this thing from the Augustine Institute has a journal. And there was a thing about different British Catholics and T.S. Eliot was born in the States, but he moved to Great Britain and he lived there and he died there. But he has, so he kind of like claims that Anglo Catholic Catholic background. Mm-hmm. And so he has, this is the way the guy, this is how he summed up his life. Eliot illustrated how an embrace of materialism and utilitarianism leads to a black void, empty of meaning and haunted by despair. And he ultimately championed a life of authenticity enriched by the experience of both joy and suffering. We are to accept no substitutes as we reckon honestly and fiercely with the eternal. Isn't that a great line? Mm, yeah. It's why like a man. And there's, there's a, there's an interesting parallel there between that and Loki, because like, I think a lot of people thought the show was going to like, people were kind of gearing for disappointment in the end because these TV shows end have been terrible. Yeah. And it'll be like, will the end point be, and now everything's better. Cause he, he like, he like has, um, has friends. Yeah, and really, what what Which happens is where it is, totally would have ended. Yeah, that's I mean that, that's what I was yeah. expecting, right? Right. This this like caught me off guard so much, and instead, it's like he like he sees that now he has friends, now he's who he is, now he can live his authentic life. Yeah, which for him means he will like go through through like centuries to find out all this stuff to try to keep everyone alive, and it's now it is and the whole episode it's not about his friends and him having friends is like, what can he do for his friends? How can he authentically love, love them? And I don't know. I just, I was just blown away by it. I just thought this was unbelievably cool. What did you think of he, who remains? I, I, um, I really liked what they did with it at the end. Cause I mean, I, I like what happens. I thought it was really interesting how it's like, I think one Jonathan, I is, is a phenomenal actor and I, I'm, it sucks all the stuff that's going on that if he did that stuff that's you know horrible obviously but like um he's which he basically like is charged with beating the shit out of his girlfriend yikes but there's it's there is some um, it may not we didn't mean that may not be the full story though i don't I, I don't know so it's really weird so just pray for everyone involved but okay so that all being said i, I just thought like it, it was funny because it really it was like this whole thing was just at the service of the character of Loki. So it was all fast. Did you keep, did you call him Jonathan Winters? Yeah. Isn't Jonathan that Majors. Name? Jonathan Winters is. Uh, 
Is that from Band of Brothers? No, no. He's well, uh, Sergeant Winters. I don't know, Captain Winters. But it, who's Jonathan Winters? He's a an, an, like a nineteen fifties actor. <laughs> is he? Wait, I was like, wait a second. Who is? And I wait, so I typed in wait, Jonathan Winters. Try to um, Google his name. Is he, he from Dayton? Oh, let me see. <laughs> is he from Dayton? Dayton, Ohio, November eleventh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, it's so funny. It's so it's Jonathan Majors, but what was the deal? Oh, oh, so he they think he hurt his he beat his girlfriend. Is he got arrested, and she was claiming it, and like, but it just it, she may have attacked him. It's just it's holding sad and horrible. Okay, did you think he was a good? You saw Quantum Mania. I didn't see Quantum Mania. I, I oh, I thought he was. I thought he was one of the best parts of it. I mean, it's a terrible film. But I thought he was great. He's a. I mean, he's a. He was great in Loki. I mean, I love his version of the 18th century dude. Sorry, the 19th. The 19th. Yeah, the Victor Century scientist. I him. The character was really interesting. Like he's just, I thought it was great. Yeah, I really like. I liked that it was all. I it didn't really seem at the service of the big Marvel plan. It was part of the big Marvel th- um, plan and its place in th- the show. So the plan, or like how it all fits, was at the service of the show and the character, as opposed to the character and the show being at the service of the big plan. Yeah, which is just always, which is always better. And so, and I think, like, just because I'm kind of out of stuff I, I, that I wanted to say about, I'm looking. I, I could have, I could have like more, but I'm drawing a blank. So one of Marvel's problems is that, like, basically people like, you know, um, it's a, a diminishing return. I don't know if that's the right thing, but like, we've just gotten tons of this now. The people after a while, you're just not going to enjoy it as much yeah. and the only way to get around that is through innovation that's it and so i think w- what they've tried to do is to like a i mean this has been like a this is probably one of the biggest cr- critiques of the marvels because i didn't go and i'm seeing it and i actually watched a youtube re- like review of the movie i was like this sounds like a pretty cool movie like this actually sounds kind of interesting and i i, I like the beats like so I'm gonna go and um, watch it, but everything I've that everything that I like have read is like it's so bland, it's so dull. We have, I'm seeing this a thousand yeah. times, and so how Marvel works is the director will do all the like the non-action stuff, and they'll do all of the action stuff, and they control all of the VFX stuff, and they they do all of that actually like at times like before they even make the movie itself. So when everyone gave credit to the great fighting at the end of the, at the end of the like Avengers, that's more of, of like, like Marvel thing than it was a Joss Wheaton yeah. thing. But there was, it was, I'd say like probably two thirds, like Marvel one third Joss Wheaton with all the fun character stuff. And so, what this but like they've gotten so good at this now but it's starting to like it's really starting to like wear out and there are and there are tons of projects that things don't have a distinct style a distinct feel it's kind of bland unless it's like a james gunn film where he's like no 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 i'm gonna have a say in this (laughs) and so i think my hope is and through a thing like loki they can start to go okay we need to back off from some of this stuff a bit and we need to have this be more uh, creator driven a bit we need to have more of like a singular like vision within the story them them uh, within the story 
itself and then find a way to make it all like work. And I, and I think they, I think they understand that, but I, I don't think it's the whole, you've got to watch all the stuff to get that. I don't, I don't think that's the problem. The problem is just boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's but interesting. interesting a couple of the, stories. A though. couple of the interesting reviews that I've heard said that the Marvels, the best character is the, is the girl, the, the Pakistani girl. But she's got the most distinct style, yeah, though. Exactly. That's what like they also show. They said, like, yeah, of of the people there, she you could tell she wants to be there. She's excited. Her character has a mm-hmm. unique backstory. Like she's the most unique thing. But she's also like you could tell, like super happy to get there and be there and be a part of it and all this stuff. And it shows and it shines through the character. The a lot a lot of the things is just the silly plot holes that drive people insane who love comic books people who love comic books are i will i will give um the south park pandaverse uh i will give credit (laughs) they they do a really good thing where they show how the (laughs) how insufferable super fans are and how they can ruin everyone's (laughs) life and also simultaneously how insufferable studio executives are when all they want to do is destroy the story for the sake of their political goals and all this stuff and you know the force is female so it has a kathleen kennedy and she just rubs this magical rock to and she like imposes the message onto the individual show it's like people like it because there's lesbians now and like all this stuff and it's like no you are and cartman is the one who constantly assaults her with like this is not how star wars is meant to go right and so it's like it takes this little sympathetic thing while raking Disney through the goals, which is awesome. Well, and I just like I love the idea that like they're just pandering to yeah. everyone. Like that's what's to me. That's what's it's. It's not like the it's not the wokeness that's the problem. It's it's it is the pandering. Yeah. Like that's the problem. Is, is it comes across as I mean you can, I mean, but it's pandering. I'm, it's pandering I'm being a little bit. Yeah, like that's that. It would yeah. So, it would I feel love- the same way if it was about conservative values. That's the point of it. Yeah, I also haven't watched it, but from like like the, the little I've, I I I want to I just have not had time. Yeah, there's so it's just funny. Like like when they talk about oh you know we gotta we gotta do all this like yeah I'm not even gonna get to it, but the pandering part it pisses me off because it's like we're not instead of creating compelling black characters and and creating compelling Hispanic characters, we're gonna take everyone's favorite you know already existing thing and just race swap them and all this stuff and you hear all the time from these people who are like comic book lovers who are also minorities and they're like stop doing that we have great black characters just give them just give them their due don't turn falcon into captain america let him be falcon he's a cool character like from beginning to end his character was awesome in all the avengers movies and captain america movies and i was like well now he's the new captain america it's like i get what you're doing but ah like just create this is a character let's do it Ah, ah! I just nah. love the damn source material. Is Anyways. that possible? That's all I ask. But isn't isn't he? I mean, he becomes Captain America in the comics, right? Uh, everyone becomes Captain America in the comics. Everyone does. <laughs> the, there's literally. I mean, he does for a little bit. Winter Soldier does for a little bit. Captain America comes so back. Gomer's <laughs> racist is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, they all, they all do. Like all of his friends at one point become. Who hasn't been I mean, Captain I, America? Tony Stark's been Captain America. Thor's been Captain America. <laughs> Father Mike Schmitz. Like, it just adds a... <laughs> Father Mike Schmitz actually probably was up for Captain America at one point in time. But, sir, I'm a priest. It doesn't matter. You 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 have to audition. <laughs> yeah, you, you, um, actually, he did. Didn't he audition for something? 
Yeah, he was almost. I I, I remember that the big thing at Seek in 2019 was that he was almost um Robin. Oh, that's Batman right. That's forever. right. Instead of Chris O'Donnell, holy metal Batman. What could have been? It's full of holes and it's metal. We, we could have we could have had Chris O'Donnell on the podcast. Um, no, but anyways, going. Back, I just yeah, I really like the more I the more I've dived into this, the more I've read. Actually, like I read all of the four quartets. Um, I'm sorry, almost all. I skipped the third one just because of time. Or no, I think I don't know. Anyways. It's really good. I was like, oh, that's right. Stuff is classic for a reason. Like, this is phenomenal. And you could really see what they were pulling from. In the, and um, I just think it's so great that a show like that, they wrestled with the stuff that they did in the way that they did time and free and like and free on the will and how time is meaningless. And, it and like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, and if the, if you actually don't have free will, what's the point? If you don't have agency, what's right. the point? And just the fact that they're like how finding this is how you like um, how it all kind of fits. It was just I don't know. It was really cool. It was I really really liked it. Good. And I would just much rather talk about that than anything going on with any of the bishops <laughs> right now. So I work in Bishop Strickland's diocese for my prison ministry. All is lost. See, that would impact you. It doesn't impact me at all. So I think people like me should have opinion. <laughs> no, it's just uh, when I, when I, Shannon tried to update me with some of the stuff and I go, honey, honey, right? This is like, this is like, I feel like it's like Game of Thrones going on and we're just peasants. I'm like, all the Catching Foxes needs is to be the brothers without banners. <laughs> we're just defending the little guy. We're keeping our, you know, head on a swivel, looking out for the fire god to consume everything, the demon, and, and we're just chilling. Well, understanding also that chaos is a ladder. <laughs> and we will climb and it. <laughs> the red hair a lady really needs to keep the thing around her That's neck. That's it. Please That's don't it. take that off, sweet, sweet lady. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what do we say about that? That's That stays on. Uh, all right, Luke, well, we got to keep this episode short because I have to go to bed because I got to get up all at right. four o'clock in the morning in order to fly out. Don't you love connecting flights and how it ruins your whole day? Yeah, they've really ruined everything with how Ugh. like they're just they're they're used to all be life more is a burden. Flights. All life is no, a burden. No. Where's my golden throne? Where's my golden throne? Oh, where's that damn? I could have sworn there was a verse, a damn verse in the Bible. I shouldn't say <laughs> Luke. that. Um, Luke. <laughs> I swear, I Googled and I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, there's even a thing in the Bible. Like, there's even a total thing in the Bible about power was and God and time. Going with Colossians, how he like how he like reconciles all, all things unto himself, which I think does kind of happen. So Loki replaces Jesus. I'm just kidding. What? Okay, so I was thinking about this the other day when I was getting a shower. It happens. Have you ever looked at, gosh, I wish you would do this so bad. My heart yearns for this. Have you... Do you, are you familiar with the Sony PlayStation God of War video games? They're like ultra violent and and crazy. And stuff. I mean, yes, I know of them. Right. So it's all about he's a Spartan. He's the best of all the Spartans, and they're about to be defeated. He's never been defeated. He's about to be defeated. So he gives his body over to Ares, and then Ares basically takes him and turns him into his ultimate ultimate warrior. And he puts and so that Ares all Ares wants is battle madness, right? So he becomes this supreme badass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, destroy the temples to anyone that's not Ares. And he goes to destroy a temple in this town. And lo and behold, his wife and kids were hiding in that temple. 
and he murders them and he can't tell um the the temple priestess puts like a curse on him so he or blinds him and so he just murders everyone and then the goddess Ooh. the goddess i think it was athena as punishment puts the ashes of his dead family into his skin into his body so he's like this yeah so that oh, this is geez. so he's like this gray ashen this is wholesome. Uh, the, what do they call him? The white warrior, the gray warrior, the ghost, the ghost of Sparta. That's it. So he goes and he goes on a revenge mission to kill all the Greek gods. So he kills all the Greek gods in like video game one, two, and three. And it's brutal. Like you go on YouTube <laughs> and type in he, him fighting Hercules and it is like sick. And they, he like rips heads off and like, oh, it's like very brutal. Killing the Greek gods as you do. <laughs> but then he has to kill. He kills the Titans, right? They're like on his side because he's going after the Greek gods. And then he has to start killing them. And it's crazy, and so he goes. But then he wants to, he's done with the war. He's done with the violence. Luke, he just wants to be a man of peace. So he goes to the the world of Norse mythology, and there he lives for hundreds of years, just unassuming. No one knows this giant man, and uh, he has a wife. They have a kid. He's hid the fact that he's a god from his kid because now his kid's a demigod. Wait, I thought his kid died. Huh? No, no. So he has a new wife. Gets a new wife. Hundreds of years later, a scandal. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. And then he has, okay. and then she gets killed trying to get to him. Yeah. Uh-oh. And it's all this like complicated po- plot. But then ultimately, he has to kill Thor and Heimdall, and then he kills Odin. But the number one, the soundtrack is incredibly beautiful. Thor or uh, Ragnarok. It's called Ragnarok. It is absolutely beautiful. I recommend everyone to get it, especially if you got to do a lot of writing and thinking you want background music. Just God of War, Ragnarok, push play, awesome. Beautiful instrumental, and then an epic song at the end from Bear McCreary, who I love. Anyway, but I think you would like it, but the story, you got to get into the storyline. So what they do is there's so many people who play the video game, and they record themselves playing the video game, and then they put all the cinematics so you can see the storyline, and I have watched it multiple times. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half, two hours, and I'm like, tell me more, because there's two Scandinavian in <laughs> It's like... <laughs> Ooh, ooh, Baldur, like the the god who can't feel pain. This cray cray, like it's interesting. It's so interesting. I think you'd like it. Is that so? Okay, so you want me to go yes. onto YouTube and watch the cinematic yes. stuff of God of War? Okay, yes, I do. I think you'd find it interesting. I do. <laughs> all of that build up just for that simple ask. <laughs> okay, so that all that so build up in, in my defense, I actually had another point that I couldn't remember, and I hope that while I kept talking, it would suddenly pop into my head, but. I didn't, and I apologize. <laughs> this is what happened. This is what I, I even had a cup of coffee right before we started. Oh, this is my life. I thought that I had like all these points about the show. Then I'm like, then we're done. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm done now. <laughs> so, Loki like Loki. Loki. Oh my gosh, can't talk. I did. I thought I like the, the title credits are every everything that Loki has been in, or every aspect that he's touched. It uses the the lettering, the typography from those different so when oh, you see like it says loki and it clicks through all the different things there's like 16 different things that he has been a part of or affected and so they use the like the title credit stylings from all of them it's pretty interesting there's tons of easter eggs like it was he he who remains behind his throne right so he has a, a very nice very moody academic office i love mm-hmm. it but behind him is almost like a stained glass window but it's just the archway stuff and it's so it's it's actually the shape yep. of a giant black hole, and in the black hole are six smaller black holes that revolve around or smaller circles, 
and those represent the infinity stones. So every time someone gets dissolved and you hmm. see this in Shang Oh, what is it called? The legend what was the what is the Ten Rings? Yeah, Shang Chi the Legend of the Ten Rings. There it goes. No, no, I, I well, his, his, when that. his dad dies, his soul goes and it's rainbow. So everything human is rainbow because we've been affected by the infinity rings twice. So all of the human race is now Everything in our universe is every universe is affected by the six infinity stones, but humanity in particular. So they do that. They double down on the rainbow color effect repeatedly in throughout Loki and the idea of the black holes. There's a scene in Multiverse of Madness where him and America are teleporting through like a bunch of different things and it just goes by. And there's one scene where there's a black hole. And there's a beam of light, and it's branching off, and that's the timeline that he be, that he sees, and it's from that that he then understands. Oh, I know! Like he he gains like I know how to defeat this thing, and they're like that is setting up just that little glimpse is setting up everything that comes after. So Loki and the tree and all this stuff. So there's tons of of Easter eggs there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it it didn't. I'm still like you know, like I'm not like the Marvel right. fanboy I was, but it makes me excited and about you like know, what's, what's next. His name said that Tony Stark's coming back. I mean, it's not for sure. It's just it was one of their contingent plans. It, I mean, I they could do too, a like, what? Do, I mean, what, let's talk about some Iron Adventures of Tony before he died. Like they're all going to come back during we'll the Secret that. Wars thing. No, not Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars. I yeah, where they're all scrolls know. and blah blah blah. No, 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 no. So it's like the Avengers. Like the, there's the, there's Avengers King Dynasty. Then there's another one. I forget what it's called. It's coming out like 2028 or something like that. I think he'll be back for that one. But I, I'm fine with that. That's like almost 10 years later. Like that's going to be amazing. That that one is it. Phase five or phase four? Or it's 2027. Or, I don't know. Like phase. I think it's phase five. Armor Wars, Ironheart, Secret Invasion. Oh, I think. Oh, here we go. Phase five. So there's Avengers King Dynasty. Captain America then, then New World Order. One. Ironheart, yeah, the yeah. Marvels. Are you going to see the Marvels? Did Blade I'm, get I might canceled? Because I, I, I was. I, no, they just haven't it made it. It's supposed to come out in two It's been it's supposed to come out issues. last week. They've had so many problems. Well, yeah, with the writer's strike and all that stuff. Well, I mean, the, the, I mean, COVID, the writer's strike, just, I mean, things just don't go well. You know, the second time around. So. Oh, they even have a phase six that they publicize? Kang Dynasty. Yeah, Avengers Secret Wars. And then what? Yeah. Oh, so it is. Um, okay, so that's not um, Secret Invasion. Secret Wars. It, um, there you go. Is a Secret War. So in that, th- all of the heroes from like two different um, worlds that are, are there's a hmm. Convergent or whatever they're called, which is the thing they're talking about a lot. The Convergent. I, I basically think it's going to be X-Men against okay. against the Avengers. That I'm very okay with Tony Stark coming back. Yeah, fair enough. All right, man. Like, you don't want to see him. You don't want to see like him fight. No, I, I want all of it. But but the thing Sign that made up. Loki great was it's an ending. Now imagine if it's Loki yeah, season three, and, and, and he's like, actually, I created an ability to summon my body and enter no. into any time stream, and now I'm back as a character again. Catch grab mother. I mean, it's going to happen, but no, because they're going to reset yeah. the entire MCU after after like Secret Wars. So I think you'll get some form of Captain America and Iron Man in that, but like it, it won't. I think 
it'll be very, it'll be a long time afterwards. It'll be very different. And I'm very okay with that because I want to see all of them. I mean, you're going to see all of them. Like that sounds a great. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. A great line. A, a creature guy. created from all the tears in reality. Capable of consuming time and space itself. A creature you both know. Alioth. He who remains in Loki. Did they talk about that in the show? Yeah. What, the tear thing? No. You gotta go to bed. You do not need to be reading this right now. What have you done to me, Luke? I thought I was done with this. <laughs> oh, Luke. You don't need to be reading stuff on Jacob Ward. You should be talking oh, to me and then go to bed. Oh, but you've done this to me. Anywho. I'm looking directly at you, not at the camera. There's the camera. There's you over here. If you see my eyes go this way, that's I can see. You. I can see the reflection in your eyes. I got one ginormous widescreen. All right, man. Uh, right. Well, this is fun. Let's hope so. Da, 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 da. 45 minutes worth.